The Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track. Everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Fake news, inflated news, deflated news about the value of real estate. There are so many myths about how to determine the value. So we're excited to invite you to another episode of The Inside Track, where we share techniques, thoughts, and tools that we all need. We all deserve you, I, everyone, to turn our house into a home where our families thrive and we live the best life possible. And I'm Yetta Decker. And I'm Ken Decker. And we wanted to really dig deep on this concept of fake news. Mm. Fake news. And in real estate, that's kind of a new term, <laughs> right? That's not been around that long. That's and not normally what we're known for. <laughs> no, not fake news. It's the real news, the real deal, get you the real pricing. And yet there's this concept out there right now that asking price is supposed to somehow tell us what the value of that real estate is. That's been kind of a pretty safe rule of thumb. If it didn't sell quickly, we knew that it was overpriced. And yeah. so the asking price gave us a good indication of where we were headed. And, and yet, yet many times, right? the buyer, like we'd go see a seller and they go, mm. oh, my neighbor sold at <laughs> 500 and we pull up the, the property. Yes, it was listed at 500, but it sold at 450. Right. You know, depending on the market, now it might have been sold at 600 instead of the list price of 500. Right. So what it was listed for is typically the information that the general public can have. And that's not a great place to gather your information. It's actually like the scariest place. So our biggest thing that we can offer you and have offered our clients all over 2,380 of them for years, for well, for over 31 years, is mm -hmm. access to a free, your own custom market snapshot of your neighborhood that not only gives you the asking prices, it gives you the selling prices. Created by yours truly, Ken Decker, right here in the person. In the person. In the person live. <laughs> Whatever that means. I know. I don't know either. <laughs> I was a little corny. Anyhow. <laughs> I'm known for that. You are. But I'm dad, known for accuracy, too. Accuracy and dad jokes. Yeah. Is that a good thing? It's a wicked combination. <laughs> it's a fascinating <laughs> conversation, I'll tell you. So fake news is what's happening a lot these days in the real estate market because it may be on the market at 450 for argument's sake. We just sold one this weekend that was on the market at 460 Fake news. It was a lie. <laughs> what do you mean by that, Yoda? What do you mean by fake news? Fake news is it doesn't give you any sense of what the value of the house actually is. You have to go do the market research and see. I get to go do the market research, and I'm pretty good at that part. Um, go see what homes that were similar to that one relevant property data. We're not looking for the identical home, the whole sense of comparable market data. And nobody thinks their home is the same as somebody else's anyway. So it's not comparable. It's just what's the relevant market data? What does it tell us? What did the homes that are relevant data to hmm. this particular property, what did they sell for two weeks ago? 
or yesterday. Not what did they sell for 12 months ago, because that's got nothing to do with nothing anymore. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, sometimes I had somebody calculate the other day, well, 10 years ago, the home sold for X, <laughs> and we've had an average increase <laughs> of X, and so that per year compounded over time. So that means that's the value of my home. It don't work like that, folks. It really doesn't work like that. If it does, it's a fluke. It's just lucky that it worked out that way because that's not how you do it. So fake news is we often see property priced below where they should be. Yeah, and sometimes it's, um, you know, I've, I've had people come to me and say, well, the, the, the average property is selling 10% over asking that's in multiple, so we should offer 10% over. Right. And that's a myth. That's a that's part of the whole myth because who says that property was priced as much below market or was it priced above market? So in this particular scenario that I was starting to share with you about, yeah. it was one at 460, 460. 460. 459. And so yeah. you like to round up 460. It we'll was give 459 you that. nine. Okay, we'll give you yeah. 460 then. 100 bucks. I'm sorry. I'm not <laughs> splitting $100 bills with you. You can you have it. it. You can have it. Okay. So 460. And on that particular property, she said, I'm not going a dime over 100000 more than asking. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> I know. And because it was fake news. The house was fake news at that price. At that price. And we knew that immediately walking through. She goes, what's wrong with this? I go, nothing. They're just shopping offers. They're looking for as many people as they can gather together to bring in offers. I said, there's this other one that's pretty similar property, and it's on at 590, which is also fake news. <laughs> the opposite. The opposite side of fake news. Well, that what do we call that? Inflated lies. Inflated news. Inflated news. Yes. It was inflated news. And embellished. So, embellished, embellished news. Embellished yes. news. Because it's not selling. Not now. And when it eventually sells, it won't sell for what it should have sold for. So how much percentage-wise or dollar number, this is a huge math, is that we can set a standard rule of thumb for all property. No. Maybe if it's maybe if it's in the same neighborhood, same age range, and you're selling townhouses, center unit, three bedroom, finished basement, ensuite bath, all around the same square footage, you can start to use that if there's enough data. If there's enough consistent data though, because still to say I'm only gonna pay twenty thousand over asking on any property or they're all selling about ten percent over, well it depends on what did they start at. Mm -hmm. What is the starting Point. Yeah. And I think that's the part that gets lost. So I had a really good conversation with my client and I said, it's not about how much over under asking you go on these properties because you could go 100,000, 110,000 over on the one that is at 460 and still be getting really good value. And you could go 5,000 under on the one that's a 590 and be paying too much. <laughs> right. Yeah. So okay. you can't rule use a number over because then I said, well, so the one at five ninety, can we go ninety five thousand over on that one? Because then it's not a hundred. And she went, wow. <laughs> so it's just really that myth of 
going with a blanket statement of how much under over. Sometimes we should be paying less for a property than they're asking, and sometimes it would be prudent to pay significantly more. We're seeing variables of property being underpriced by even 25% when it comes onto the market, which there was a time where you saw a variable of 10%. You're going, wow. That's a lot. Right? Because there's so much diversity in what we're asking relative to what we think we're going to sell for. Mm. There's a train of thought, ask less, get more. Ask more, get less. That's what's going on right now. Yeah. And the other thing that's really interesting is what are the buyers, what's the buyer market programmed to do? Right. So they're programmed right now to pay over asking. Yes. So when something's overpriced, to start with, it's inflated news. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to put an offer on it because they don't want to put an offer over that asking price. Right. So there's actually a bargain to be held for the odd buyer who's got an astute realtor with them that says, hey, this has been on for a few weeks or yeah. a few months or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Let's offer less than asking and get you a good price. And which is what Candace did with one of our clients just the other day. And they mm -hmm. go, well, we can't go in under asking. And Candace goes, yeah, we can because they're overpriced. Mm -hmm. So let's go in under asking. That's why it's still sitting there two weeks, three weeks after it's been on the market. Right. And which I've, is fantastic. I've explained to many of my agents that when you're pricing, it's not about what the last one sold at. It's more what the last one was listed at is that's somewhere it's either that price or someone in between what it sold at and what it was listed at right. is the right price. So the whole idea here is buy land because they're not making any more of it, says Mark Twain, except we realize there is the odd island that still gets created, but you can't buy it for a while. So yeah, buy land now. Is asking price true value? We're excited to be with you once again and that we've been able to create for you free access over 403 free inside, 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 yeah. inside, inside track. track access, inside track access. Yeah, you know, when you're racing, you get the inside track. Usually you're going to come out ahead. You are where we actually get to talk about things to help increase your knowledge base so you can make better decisions when it is time to make a decision. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Because it is about making wise decisions. Yes. And when we yes. talk about the true value, there is so much confusion about what true value is. And mm -hmm. asking price, does it give me true value? What's the true definition of true value. The definition of true value is the price that a willing buyer and a willing seller would come to given the property has had an appropriate amount of exposure to the market and neither the buyer or the seller are under undue duress or stress to buy or to sell. Right. Meaning you're not making a bad decision. <clears throat> you're not feeling forced. Because have you noticed that often over my fire sales, fire know, sales, yeah. except often what's happened with a fire sale is when somebody really needs to sell because they're in a high state of challenge in their life, right? And they've maybe waited too long to make the decision or there has been a catastrophic event and now it's time and it has to happen yesterday, not mm -hmm. tomorrow. 
Right. Often those properties come onto the market at an inflated, over-doable price. Because they think they need the money. Yeah. And usually because they've been a delay in the in the maintenance, usually they're in inferior condition at a superior price, mm-hmm. which is a poor combination. Right. And so when there's stress, people will say, well, you know, help me find the ones where people are in distress. It's like, actually- Look for the overpriced ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just look for the overpriced ones and actually know your negotiating is going to be harder often. Because when people are feeling desperate, they make desperate decisions that aren't always great. Yep, sometimes. Sometimes. And it's interesting they call it a fire sale because very rarely is it because there was a fire. <laughs> yeah, like what's that about? <laughs> it just means they were in a hurry. Right. So we're, some people will take advice. They say, oh, I need to sell this property. Like in a quieter market, if they said, oh, I need to sell this property within a week, then we might say, okay, then you want to put it on at a a more aggressive price. Right. And then depending on how soft the market is or how strong the market is, we might either strategize to delay offers or not delay offers, depending on where you're located. And some people just don't have the capacity to even deal with a strategy that is common in the marketplace because it's just not comfortable for them. Yeah, it's not so easy. So taking into consideration everybody's values too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So asking price in the market's not always an indicator of true value. Often not. Right. And then the other thing that I've found is, depending on what the market's doing, pricing your property incorrectly can be have catastrophic results. In other words, if you're in a declining market, which Ottawa has only had three years in the 25 years I've been in the business and the 31 you've been in, it's only gone down three times. And you and I caused it. Caused I know. it. I know. 1994, 95, and 96. First three years I had my real estate license, prices went down. But if prices are going down and you price too high, what happens is you you go, oh, I've been on the market 30 days, 45 days, 60 days, no purchaser. So I dropped my price. But the market's gone down too. And then... 30, 40, 90 days later, you go, oh, I still need to drop my price. So you're chasing the market. It's like chasing a ball down a hill. It's, it's really, really hard. hard to catch You can it. pretty much, know, or a snowball, anything rolling downhill is pretty much impossible to get a hold of. Right. Now, if you price too high in an escalating market, you're still probably going to sell lower mm-hmm. than what you would hope for, but it's not going to be as catastrophic because... The market's going to climb up and meet you over right. time. It'll just take It's going to run into you. Right. You'll still sell because it lo- sell lower because it's stale. It's been on the market too long. It's yeah. like stale bread. Would you pay full price for stale bread? No, I wouldn't buy bread. You wouldn't buy bread. I know. That's, <laughs> it's a bad example for you. <laughs> and yet, when something is old, we want the old model, the stale bread, anything that's been outdated – and in real estate, it's really a time game. How mm-hmm. long has it been on the market? And that denotes stale, not the age of the property. Right. Right? Because it can happen to a brand new piece of property or build, and it could happen to a 150-year-old house. It just really mm-hmm. depends on how is it priced relative to what the market demands right. today. 
So if people want to see what properties are actually selling for. Not just asking for. Right. So they would connect with us at info or at. Together. Together. At Decker Team. got a new email address. Yeah, I'd like together. Together at DeckerTeam.com. And just put in the subject like a market snapshot. If they want to give us, obviously, their address, we're going to need their address to do some calculations and some basic information. And if they bought it, you know, say five years ago, if you bought your house five years ago and you bought it through the MLS, we'll be able to pull the pictures and and the size and different things like that. But if you could include in your email what you've done to the property, because right. if you put in a new kitchen, new bathroom, and new hardwood floors, we need to do uh, evaluate that when we're giving you a snapshot of maybe value. And we're going to give you a rough idea. If you want a really solid idea on value, then call us and we're going to um, get you to do a virtual tour of your home with your cell phone so that we can really get accurate. Right. So then you'll have a, a more, that's that's like a custom, personalized, specific to what you have versus a neighborhood custom market snapshot. So we can either do neighborhood custom market snapshot, which is just that general overview of what's happening in your community. Nice to keep track of, just <clears throat> yeah. so you know, you're not thinking of selling, but it's kind of nice to know what's happening in the neighborhood. Right. So that you're not shocked and that you can also better make decisions of what to do to your home. Because if you've hit the top end of your market for your kind of home in your community, you might not want to do the same level of improvements. Over-improving something, do it for yourself if you want to live in it, and yet don't do it because it's necessarily going to increase market value. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a little tidbit that not everybody studies, and it's supply, demand, and trends. Right. Right? So... Yes, you might find a similar property that sold at a certain price and I'll give you, oh, this is roughly the price. But then what's your competition? If there's three or four similar properties in a similar area, now you've got competition. If you're in your area and there's no one else for sale in the price range, now you don't have competition. Exactly. And that may get you a little extra money. Right. Like we have a client just coming to market now on a million dollar property and they're saying, how much can we sell it for? We're going to do it in 30 days. And it's like, I'll tell you in 30 days where we're going to price it because it really depends. Are there four more on the market or are you a standalone available in your community, a sought out sought after community, it'll change the asking price by maybe $100,000 in that price mm-hmm. range, depending mm-hmm. on what is going on. Right. So if you want to bust the myth, call us and, and we'll, we'll give bust you, the myth on value. Yeah, we'll give you the custom market snapshot. The more opinions I get, the closer to the true value for the house I'm buying or selling I'll get, right? Actually, maybe not. (laughs) Anyway, we at the Decker team are excited that for over 31 years, we've been able to not only help you buying and selling and investing in real estate, we've been helping you flourish, strengthen, heal in your relationships, make great decisions in just how to even navigate living in your home, making house home and building wealth through real estate. So 31 Mm. years of building life and home. Yeah. I like to say opinions are cheap. Everyone's got one. And in a world of supply and demand, creating value, there is no shortage of supply of, of opinions. opinions. 
So <laughs> many opinions. And whose opinion do you count on? And we often say, we don't really want to give you our opinion. We want to give you market data. We want to give you the relevant market mm. data. And then we're going to interpret the market data to help you arrive at a really good sound understanding of the market value. Somebody really wise said to me a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. he said, asking the right question of mm. the wrong person is not good. Well, it's terrible because you're <laughs> going to get an answer yeah. and it's going to do you more harm than good. It's going to hurt yeah. you. Yeah, because it was kind of a spinoff mm. of, you know, asking the wrong question doesn't get you the right answer. But asking the right question from the wrong person doesn't get you the right answer either. No. So asking the wrong question. So who might be the wrong person to ask or take advice or opinions of on the value of your property? Maybe my mama. Your mama? My mama. Your mama says you're selling it too cheap? Yeah, well, yes, or, pretty much every time. Or you'll never get that much for it. What right. are you thinking? Right, mm -hmm. right, depending on how astute they are in the marketplace. Okay, or, or how neighbor. attached, or my neighbor. Why does your neighbor want you to sell it higher and they think always that you're underselling it? Oh, well, uh, can we say always? Well, no, we can't say always, but generally. And absolutely most of the time. You're absolutely right. So it's because they want their house to be worth more money. And right. so they have an over, potentially yes. overinflated view of their home. And so I've seldom have a neighbor say, oh, you're asking just the right amount of money for your house. <laughs> Pretty much always what I hear is, they told me, I'm selling, I'm asking too little, too cheap. You're bringing down my property value. Yep, That's not all said. bringing down the value of the neighborhood. And even. my house. How dare you sell your house that low? Right. And again, if you go back to some of our <laughs> other episodes, you'll see that it's not just about asking price. Asking is not actually the whole story. It's actually not much of the mm. story. It's really what are they selling Four. Right. And even a friend or a coworker who's recently mm -hmm. bought a house. Even in the same neighborhood. They might tell you your value. Mm-hmm. And your value is not how much you need to pay off the mortgage or pay your debts. Your value is not what you think it's worth. No. Your value is not what the tax assessor says it's worth. Or even the appraiser. Mm -hmm. That is becoming <laughs> another uh, huge, scary conversation. Well, what I like about appraisers is they're typically, if we sell a property, that means true to the definition, a buyer and a seller have mm -hmm. agreed to market value. It's that appraiser's job to try to validate that price. To substantiate the price that it actually sold at. Yes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in an escalating market, they have a hard time justifying the value that a buyer put on a property because maybe that buyer missed out on eight houses and they're just sick and tired of it. So they don't care if they throw an extra ten or 15000 on it. They need a place for their family to live. Right. And so even what it's sold for doesn't necessarily tell you what your home is worth. Even the relevant property data may not be perfect. It because 
It takes some massaging. It does, and some willingness to read between the lines. When it comes to real estate and market values, a lot of it is reading between the lines, mm-hmm. reading what the um, propensity is for buyers Wait. in this market, what the attitudes of sellers are, what the concerns are that are in that particular marketplace right now, what's about to happen, what has happened. Where's transit going? Yeah. Is the train broken today or is it working? You know, there's a lot of things to consider. And that's that's something I just realized is the appraiser has a tough job. Oh, very tough job. Because they're answering to the buyer, the bank, everyone, and the seller. And when they do their appraisal, it's very factual. Yes, they have some background around what's the market doing, how many, you know, like I've had appraisers call me, how many offers did you have on this house that you sold at? 50,000 over asking or whatever it was. And based on the number, based on the number of offers, mm-hmm. they go, okay, there's demand there. So they have to use a little bit of subjective, but primarily their appraisal is objective. They need to show facts and figures and adjustments in, in whereas as a real estate professional, we're using similar data well, we're using the same data. But we're allowed to be a lot more subjective. Right. Taking into consideration the nuances, and the we, reading between the lines. Right. And we don't have to prove it with numbers. We have to prove it by selling it. Right. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And so how do we help somebody determine the true value when so much of it is actually reading between the lines? Wisdom. Wisdom comes from experience of how to read all those things. And it's a horrible saying, a gut. It's your, it's your gut. It's mm. your snap. It's your, your blink. It's your first impression. You bring all the data and you might go, well, my, my brain tells me X. Mm-hmm. My heart says Y. And then the seller has to make a decision. And the buyer has to make a decision. Well, ultimately. Both parties have yeah. to come together or, on or the discussion. Or if we're working with the buyer, we do the similar process. It's when exactly they find the, the house they want, we've now got to figure out true value for that buyer. Right. Because the truly the value is in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. Like it is right there. Yes. And for a seller, for a person that owns property... The value is in the beholder. But as soon as they go to sell, the value is no longer in the eye of the beholder. The eye, the value is in the eye of the future beholder, right? So the future buyer is going to set the value provided the seller can live with that value or wants that value. Right. Otherwise, he gets to buy it back, which no is sale. another show. There's just no sale. Right. So wisdom comes from seeking wise counsel. And so really knowing where to get that wise counsel. So maybe don't call your best friend. Unless they're an amazing, extraordinary realtor. If you're my best friend, please do call me. That would be (laughs) awesome. And it's just a matter of thinking about your source. If you get the source wrong, it doesn't matter the answer they give you. It's not going to work. Even if you ask the right question, you'll still get the wrong answer from the wrong source. So we're excited to be your partners as we move forward together because together 
We got this. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.